This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Good morning, Perth and WA. Hello, Sabrina. Top of the morning to your steens with your sparkly socks on, getting into the uh, holiday uh, mode already, I see. I like to call these my fancy pyjamas because they look <laughs> like I'm wearing gingham pants and a mustard shirt. It looks like I'm in pyjamas, but I promise I'm not. No, it doesn't. Actually, that could be mistaken for a Versace outfit. <laughs> Let's go with that. I look like a beatnik with my thick glasses on. Anyway, good morning, everyone. Um, Sabrina is actually the original pub choir I'll hear you know because, yep. among other things, you write songs for your friends on their birthdays, those yep. lucky treasures. I know. I kind of figure that it's a special occasion, particularly the birthdays that happen on the decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a tradition of mine because I've been long-time top-of-the-bar pub singer. Um, so I, I get all the friends together and we form a choir wow. that we perform the most magnificent um, songster. How have you not had your own fringe show by now? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, how many of these do you reckon you've done? Uh well, of significant birthdays, not not the ones that we just are impromptu on my back veranda <laughs> after several liquid sherbets. Um, probably about ten. That's that's significant because to yeah. to to you know rewrite the lyrics of, yes. of popular songs and to to get people together in a musical herd is is quite the task. The hardest part is actually getting them together in a musical herd and making them bloody well sing because <laughs> none of us are singers. <laughs> but as I say to them, the louder you sing and the worse it is, the much better the performance is. The more it means to the person as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. But I make them do actions as well. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's not just, yeah, it's not just lame, You've tame singing. You've got choreography. Singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got, and costumes. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. You have to have those extra special little touches to a performance where no one can sing. Um, And vaguely we hold the tune because it's kind of karaoke style. (laughs) So we have that in the background and then then we just completely abominate it. On the text line this morning on the Perth Saturday Breakfast Show, somebody told me it's World Singing Day today and apparently (gasps) there's mass karaoke happening at Yagan Square. 1,500 (gasps) people with a big screen. We're in the wrong place. Imagine if we could all sing together right now. That's what I say to all our crew. Wombat would be the bass. Oh, Wombat would definitely be the bass. He's a cool akadaka man. I reckon he probably plays guitar, actually. Mm. Wombat. Mm. But we don't even have microphones, you see. So, so the the thing is, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we have done it in some public places, actually. (laughs) Were you invited? (laughs) No, because they're public. Never back. Um, So, look, I encourage everyone that has no skills in singing or performing to actually do this because it's really a lot of fun. It is. We did the same thing for a good friend's 40th birthday. I made my best friend, who is is quite an introvert, um, come up and sing Total Eclipse of the Mark. Um, (laughs) our Our friend was Mark and I just kind of dug up some of the lyrics on my notepad. Um, every now and then you get a little bit older and your friends start coming around. Every now and then you leave the comfort of cats and data for your first birthday do. <laughs> but we're happy that you did because you deserve to be spoilt and equally embarrassed through song. You're selfless and you're witty and you're classy when you pick up lots of things with your toes and so on and so forth. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, it take it requires effort. Yes, for a, for a start, people to actually get together to prove that they really do love you, mm. and making complete fools of themselves <laughs> in public. So they are very special friends that do that kind of thing. Steens, that's right. Give us a call thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. I must also say I'll have some bushfire advice for those of you who live in Waruna at a quarter past nine as well. Let's kick off with Cynthia. Hello, Cynthia. Hello, everyone. Sabrina, we've got a fabulous weekend this weekend. We're calling it our Gin Gin Gems because we've Ooh. got three beautiful gardens. Uh, the first one is Crystal Pascoe's at 2.30 Duffy Road, which is off Airfield Road in Bam Bun. I have to be careful how I say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did well, Cynthia. Yeah. <laughs> this garden is a large garden, and if you're a lover of blue wrens, this would have to be blue wren paradise. Ooh. They are hopping around everywhere. Um, she's got a large native section, cottage garden section, rose arbour and veggies. And Crystal also does steel artwork. Oh. So she's got this magnificent fire pit with the Gambian walls and a cut-out steel top on it. It's just lovely. Then we go down the road to Oldbrook Farm to 181 Cockrum Road in Gingin. Uh, Irene Neville's garden is just so colourful. It's beautiful. Roses, camellias, hydrangeas and... Um, Irene's very carefully uh, incorporated or cleverly incorporated of farm machinery into the landscape. So that's quite interesting. Then we get into Jinjin itself to Irene Dewar's uh, garden at 15 Constable Street in Jinjin. Delightful little English cottage, Delbard roses, David Austin roses, succulents, cottage garden. And Irene will also have her beautiful quilt display um on display and there's a parkland area at the back with gnarly old fruit trees, a permanent creek and there's a public walkway with a 10-minute bush walk. So I reckon there's something there for everyone. My goodness, is, Cynthia. Absolutely. And if you're going to go to Gin Gin, then uh, you may as well make a day of it and there'll no doubt there'll be morning tea somewhere as well, yeah. Cynthia. <laughs> they always and, embrace uh, you. And Cynthia sent me a curly one yesterday. Yeah. I was uh, privileged enough to have a group of very keen gardeners come through my garden oh, yes. yesterday, just a small group. Yep. And um, Cynthia bought me a tree that looks very much like a Kwangdong, but... I don't think it is, yeah. but I still don't know, Cynthia, because I've sent it off and I'm waiting on, um, or it's a tricky one. It could be a wattle with galls. Oh. Oh, that old, that old trick <laughs> that I can see you're saying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't picture it myself, but yeah, <laughs> I hope you get to the bottom of it. Let's go to Don in Bunbury. Good morning, Don. Good morning, all. Morning, Don. <laughs> Look, I've got a, Sabrina, I've got a uh, very healthy mango tree. It's about two and a half metres high. Yeah. Last year, I threw a lot of uh, potash underneath it and watered it in well. Yeah. So I got a, a very good flowering and uh, little fruit appeared, but they then systematically dropped off. Yeah. Common common thing, though, with mango trees, Don. Um, now, because it depends very much on the weather, on temperature changes and also wind rate. 
So sometimes you don't get proper pollination. So the fruit forms, but it doesn't form properly and it falls off. Sometimes it will be um, a little bit where uh, the temperature has changed too drastically between nighttime and daytime. Um, And even though you've put the potash on Don, I would still recommend when just before flowering that you give the as much foliage as possible a spray with trace element spray. So right, that that right. has liquid potassium in it and that helps the tree to hold onto the fruit after flowering. Right, right. Okay, so not too late to put No, it on. no, not at all, Don. Okay, well, I'll be down to Bunnington in a few minutes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well done. Well done, Don. <laughs> Thank you, Don. 1300 Let's go to Paul, who's in the wheat belt. Good morning, Paul. Yes, good morning, all. Morning, um, Paul. Hello, Brenna. Um, good. I was just wondering, is it a, like doing my washing, um, like, not nightly, and then yeah. putting the water straight from the washing machine onto the mandarin tree? Is that yep. okay? That is fine, as long as you use grey water liquid detergent and you only do it like once a fortnight and you move it around okay okay. so you don't want it in the one place all the time because you'll get a build-up of salts so so grey water liquid detergent is that a specific yeah it's it it means that it's not high in phosphorus basically so So um washing washing powder is not not okay then well, you get the grey water washing powder, Paul. You can get it in liquid or, or granular. Okay. So as long as it's got suitable for grey water systems, that's the yep. one you use. But don't put it on the one area for more than, you know, you'd need to move the hose around so it, it gets to different spots at different times. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, wouldn't, wouldn't that just um, participate through the, through the ground, though? Yeah, but if you do it on the one thing all the time, you're going to end up with problems. Oh, okay. Not, not very well. No, thank you very much. Okay. Sarah. Thanks, uh, Paul. Pass it around, Paul. Uh, 1300 a text here ah. uh, from Agent 987 to say, Hi, Sab. How about singing to Steve Jeffrey from ERGT? He is celebrating his 70th <laughs> this weekend. Reckon Steve, you could do some impromptu karaoke. Happy birthday, my friend. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, well, I can do it a bit later on in the program because we'll just do uh, an announcement for now, but I'll save it up. You're all over it. ABC Radio. Bushfire Information. That's right. Just a quick update for those of you who are south of Perth. The Bushfire Watching Act has been issued for Talathala Road, Hall Road and surrounds five kilometres northeast of Waruna. Uh, so the alert level for this fire has been upgraded. There's a possible threat to lives and homes as the fire is burning and conditions are changing. You need to leave or get ready to actively defend. The fire itself started near Nangabrook Road and Hiller Waters Road in Waruna and it's burning in a westerly direction. At this stage it's out of control and unpredictable. Close all doors and windows and turn off evaporative air conditioners but keep water running through the system if possible. No roads have been closed at this stage according to the Department of Fire and Emergency Services but always good to keep an eye on the main roads website just in case. 
firefighters are on the scene. It started at five o'clock this morning and two hectares have been burnt. The cause of the fire is an escape from a Parks and Wildlife Service prescribed burn. So just to repeat, a bushfire watch and act for Talathala Road, Hall Road and surrounds in the Shire of Waruna. For more information, you can go to emergency.wa.gov.au and the next update will be at a quarter to ten. Hi, I'm Annabelle Crabb. The ABC is a broadcaster, right? Normally we're telling you stuff, but we've just conducted the greatest listening exercise in our history to discover the issues, big and small, that are on your mind. The results are surprising, confronting, fascinating and wonderful. Kind of like Australia, really. When Australia talks, we're listening. Join the conversation across the ABC. Find out where you fit on the issues that matter most to you. Head to abc.net.au slash Australia Talks. It is 17 minutes past nine. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton. On ABC Radio Perth and WA. And we bring to the floor Stecky and Exmouth. Good morning, Stecky. Good morning, people. Here's our favourite gardener that I, I comes up with the most weirdest, extraordinary things in the world. <laughs> have, you that, um, have you got the picture I sent you? I'm trying uh, to find we're just trying to find it, Quote, Tomato with a prostate problem is what's written on my screen, <laughs> but I can't see it on the text line at the moment, Stecky. Can you describe it to us? Uh, yes, it's... <laughs> it's it's quite um, just the name tells it all by itself, sort of thing. There's two, two tomatoes so connected together via the one stem, and it's not that little one we discussed about the other, the other week. All right. This is, this is something totally different. I'll tell you. And it's and it's the variety of tomato is a Italian pear. Tomato. Oh yeah, yeah, I know the Italian pear. It's got an excellent flavour. I've got people here because I give my tomatoes and things away for, yeah. for people for people that you know the feedback on things. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's got a wonderful flavour. But I, I went around and I got hang on, what are these? These are glued. It's exactly the same stem. So maybe the flower might have been a double flower to do that. I sometimes, right. do, I sometimes do get double flowers. Yes, yeah, and then you get all that odd sort of stuff going on. Well, this is the first time I've, it's the first time I've received this sort of thing. But yeah, this is, but this is the first time I've grown this variety. Though, that's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard of that happening on that particular tomato, but you—I don't know. I reckon there's there's been there must be uranium underneath the soil there where you live or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But you know when uh, when it splits like that, and and th- so well, you will you will get sort of that that subdivision. You're going to get abnormal cells anyway. It's but it's they're grown, um, you know, like. like Siamese twins, they're grown together and they're connected by yeah. the one stem, though. But that's it, all right. That's, that's what happens in nature sometimes, Stecky, yes, because you'll get the cambium layers meet and then yeah. off they go. I know, that, I know that happens in trees. Yeah, like that. yeah. Anyway, so, see if you can dig the photo up and have a yeah, bit of a... You'll, oh, and you'll, I'll have, you'll a, have a laugh over it, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stecky. I'm sure we will. 1300 720. Let's go to Judy from Subi. Good morning, Judy. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Judy. Um, good morning. Sabrina, I was just wondering if I could move some hydrangeas at this time. Absolutely. You've got oh. you've got a good three or four weeks before the uh, weather hits. Now, <clears throat> Judy, they, have they formed buds yet? Yes, they have. So buds, you yes. may yes. lose those buds. Yes. But you'll get more. So... Uh-huh. 
Um, so it's it's fine. You'll probably yes. get a little bit of wilting, and you may not get flowers. Uh-huh. But they but they transplant really successfully. Oh, good. I'm going to put them in the same position in the in at the back. In yes. The south, yes. And Perfect. this time into pots because I've got too many roots in the spots. So oh, I've got okay. Big pots. Yeah, so yeah. Be right. They'll be fine, Judy. No problem Thank whatsoever. You. And just one other quick question, yeah. Sabrina. What's your preference for the um, water saving products? Do you like? Do you think the liquid or the granules? Now that's a very interesting question, Judy, because I read a recent research which was done by uni students who trialled uh, around seventy wetting agents, uh-huh. and they found that every single one was ineffective after three weeks. Really? Because this question was put to Mark on Wednesday when I was covering afternoons. Right. And and his basic response was that uh, the the grains stay in the soil for longer and the liquid uh, dissipates sooner because it's liquid. Yeah. Um, So that's fascinating. So what does that mean? So that's true. I mean, the granular is a bit more expensive and the liquid one does uh, break down faster. However... So, what you still need to break down the hydrophobic quality of the grains of sand. So, that's really important and that's what a wetting yeah. agent does. Yeah. But then it breaks down and bacteria and, you know, microbes attack it and so you end up, you know, virtually it's done its job and then it breaks down. Yeah. So, the thing that makes the most, they found, what made the most difference with water holding capacity and um, helping to that that hydrophobic quality was clay to incorporate clay into your soil and right. mulch mulching yes. the top. Yes. Now, yes. if you have an existing garden, of course, that becomes problematic because you can't dig, dig up it your up entire. And put clay down. <laughs> yeah. So what you do is you get clay. Um, you can get clay that's mixed with compost, which is excellent, uh-huh. and you get one of those three pronged forks and you scratch it into the soil profile. Yeah. Yeah. And then you yeah. get a hose on really the highest pressure you can, not a high pressure hose, but the garden <laughs> hose, uh-huh. and you pummel <laughs> that into yeah. the soil profile. Right, right. Okay, I really need to do that around my roses. Abs- absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Just, would my roses be suffering having a, um, a a Captain Cook bottle brush fairly close by? Yes, most definitely, without a doubt, Judy. All right, <laughs> three questions you're done. I've got to cut you off there, Judy. I know that sounds good, but I'm going to move on to Kate from Bassendine. <laughs> Hello, Kate. How are you going? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, morning, Jolly Kate. Good. Um, just quickly, I know you were talking about changing the lyrics to songs. I have to share with you this story. Please, my, yes. My two beautiful brothers were the MCs at both my wedding and my sister's wedding. Yeah. And they did the big introduction to my wedding to Blinded by the Light. Uh-huh. They changed the song, changed the lyrics to the song. Yeah. And it was uh, the blind date went all right. <laughs> I met my boyfriend and my husband on a blind date. <laughs> It was so amazing. Kate. Um, yeah, so they're, they're good boys. That Very is, talented. That and is classic. Really, what did, a classic. Did you know it was coming, Kate? Well, 
my sister got married first and they had done a Frozen rendition of, <laughs> of an introduction song. So I did think that they were going to do something along those lines, but uh, it was pretty special. Uh, <laughs> was there, were there costumes? Were there, was there choreography? No. No. <laughs> no, there weren't any costumes, but there were some amazing vocal solos. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and, some, and some great uh, crowd involvement. It was so much fun. Oh, uh, what a great start to your wedding, hey? I think that would, yeah. just, that would just be... <laughs> The best. What what awesome they, brothers. They were amazing. Yeah. Um, so my question is about my two geisha girls, I think they're yeah, called. Yeah. Um, and I, they're sort of quite leggy and their branches are all going over I'm the just, place. Just gonna let people know it is a plant we are talking about. <laughs> Leg, not leggy geisha girls, I was a bit confused not too. A, not a yeah. couple of au pair girls that you have working for you, Kate. <laughs> Although an au pair would be very nice. <laughs> True. No, no. Uh, uh, okay, they're in so the garden. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering if I could espaliate. Is that the right term? Espa- sort yeah, of train yeah. them? Yeah. Oh, my God. You would need to be out there with your pruners every fortnight. <laughs> yeah. They, they grow so fast. I mean, you can as long as you go out there and regularly prune them. Yeah. They, and how tall, sorry, how tall will they get, do you think? Uh, they usually get to about four metres. Three, right. between, th- around three and a half metres. Okay. Um, so it's a bit of, bit of involvement. Yes, because they grow so fast, Kate. Yeah. And they're bushy. Like, mm. it'd be like shaving a bloke's legs or, I don't know, <laughs> maybe his face or something. And it just keeps coming back. Are you up for yeah. the challenge, Kate? What are you, what are you thinking? Oh, I, I, I feel like I probably could. Mm. Being a, you know, I'm on maternity leave. What else am I going to do? Oh, that's oh, true. How far along are you, Kate? Uh, no, I've, I've got the baby. She's eight months old. Oh, so. congratulations. <laughs> well, you'll need, you. you'll need something to have some respite of peace. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what I do when she's sleeping. Yeah. In the garden. Yeah, yeah. No, well, give it a go. I th- I've never seen one espaliered, but it would look beautiful. So keep yeah. us updated. Let us know if you yeah. if you succeed. Send us photos. Happy for you to include the baby chewing on some twigs as well. That's fine. So. <laughs> oh, she's so good at that. <laughs> yes, they are, aren't they? Oh my gosh, everything in the mouth all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks Kate. Kate, and thanks for sharing your lovely wedding story. Yeah, that's that, hilarious. That was great. I, I do love it when uh, you hear that people put their egos on the line. Absolutely, uh, put them aside and just yeah. get up and, and sing really badly in front of in a the whole name pile of love. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, let's go to the lucky winner is Pam in Albany. Hello, Pam. Hello. How are you both? Yeah, good, Pam. Very good. Thank you. Um, I've got stumpy hippie astrium. Oh, there's nothing worse than a, than a mounted hippie astrium. But some of them are just beautiful and tall. Yeah. And others have, others have only got about 10 centimetres. Mm. Flowering beautifully, is it, and they is all it get this. Uh, they all get the same treatment. They do. Okay. They do. Yes. Um, it can be clonal, as in that particular variety. So, okay. if you have one of the hippiastrums that always have short stems, that's in its genetics. Ah, okay. If they're all getting the same treatment, it goes yep. back to you can blame its parents. <laughs> um, but certainly um, potassium makes a huge difference. Mm. Sometimes if they knock on to too much nitrogen, um, you'll get a shorter stem. Okay. Maybe but if I'm they're all getting it, yeah. So mm. just ease back, yeah. Okay. All ease right. back on the nitrogen. So. And the second question: I've got a beautiful row of 
standard ruby celebration roses. Oh yeah, 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 They flower profusely. They're magnificent. Yeah, but really subject to mildew, powdery mildew. Powdery mildew. Get um, get the um, there's an organic fungicide which is made from bicarb of soda, basically, and that's really effective on powdery mildew. All right, you can't can't help with the genetics, hey? When you're stumpy, you're stumpy, aren't you? Yep, that's why I blame my parents for my (laughs) lack of height (laughs) and talent. (laughs) That's not. <laughs> true. That's not true. 28 minutes past nine. Give us a call. 1300 We have been uh, neglectful of the text line. That's my mm. fault. Let's have a look at Diana in Albany. I have a hybrid red flowering gum which was planted in June with soil improver and wetter soil. Uh, it's started getting marks on the back of the leaves and now the leaves are systematically starting to go grey and die. Now getting growth, uh, sorry, new growth getting marks and failing to do much. It is my late husband's memorial tree oh. and I'd hate to lose it. Okay, so the the spotty marks are some sort of either fungal or bacterial disease. That, and so you never need to worry about that, but there's definitely... Um, withering in the stem and uh, it's a dull, very dull, you know, it's lost its luster. So I don't think you need to worry about any insect attack because it's not that. Um, but because the leaves are wilting and it's gone a bit dull, you usually see that where they've had either way too much water or not enough water. Okay. So um, what you need to do is just dig down with a little hand trowel and see if if the moisture is getting further than 10 centimetres down. If it's not, apply a wetting agent again and then water that in with some liquid sea salt. A wetting agent or clay? Well, because of the root system of that particular tree... Only because of what you said. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't know. No, no, I true. Just thought I'd um, ask. <laughs> um, so if you're going to put in, encourage clay around it, then it needs to go on the outer perimeter of the root ball because you don't want to mess around with the root system of gum trees too much. So... Um, so de- you, you can put... She's put soil improver in, so that should, you know, make up for the clay. Um... Check for watering because it really looks to me like it, the root the root mass is not getting enough water. So really wet, 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 wet it. Apply seaweed solution. Do not fertilise it. Don't worry about the marks on the leaves. That's neither here nor there. But I believe that the water is not getting down to the base of the root system. Okay. All right. There mm. you go, Diana. Um, a few people have said that the Quandon looking thing could be sandalwood. sandalwood. No, but I'm assuming that you ruled that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yep. it's not. definitely not yep. sandalwood. All right. So thank you. Thank you to Agent 431 and Joe from Norseman. All right, we'll get to your calls very soon, 1300-222-720. And also on the text line, Sabrina, is it true you're doing a podcast? I'm excited. When will it be available? And it is true. It is true because there's an old band back in town. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm doing my own podcast. And speaking of Charlotte, people, what you were talking about, Charlotte, yes. going, giving you the thumbs up for a little hint on a, on a song. Um, I'm doing podcasts with 
Jamie Burnett, awesome. who I used to play with on this very program. Yeah, and he is a very skilled man, he both is. with the technical and yep. the verbal, so this and, is going to be and hilarious. quite the treat. Um, so I've decided I'll do my own podcast with, with Jamie, and the, the, the big thing is is to get really good information out to people and pick a particular topic, bring in special guests like we do here, yep. but actually flog them even harder still. Yes. So they're only 30 minutes. You can listen to it on the way to school or work or play. What's it going to be called? Have you got a, a buzz name yet? Ah, yes, it's called Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> Following on <laughs> So from... there's going to be many episodes then. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll do one episode a week. So we've Wonderful. already had our first two guests in <gasps> who have been here on the ABC um, and talking about all the stuff that I'm very passionate about, which is ecology and in the environment and... Um, um, sustainability, but we have a rollicking heap of fun along the way as and we do. After 25 years on radio, you would know exactly what people want to know about in a podcast. Yes, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had a few questions in my day. So um, you can go to my Facebook page on my website, which is sabrinahan.com.au. Um, it's on uh, it's on all the media things, whatever they're called. Um, so Dirty Deeds podcast. Hook in because it's, uh, it's live. Yeah, that is very exciting. Congratulations on, on getting it up and out into the yeah. stratosphere. Uh, 1300 222 Lots of questions coming at us hard and fast. Let's go to Marie in Maylands. Hi, Marie. Hello. Um, Sabrina, I've been on the waiting list forever for a Fuyu persimmon because I've oh. fallen, fallen in love with them and one has come up. Um, and so uh, it's not cheap. It's um, so... Um, I thought I would uh, get your advice because yeah. I've since had um, a very fruit tree savvy friend sort of warn me off them a little bit and say where I am in Perth, they, it won't get enough chill. It's just a big fruit fly magnet and it's probably <laughs> oh. more trouble than it's worth. Well, isn't, <laughs> so, isn't he a little ray of sunshine? <laughs> yeah, so I've sort of, um, my because I was so excited, it was like Christmas yeah. had come when, when I got a call to say this one here. <laughs> Poor Marie. So can it be done? Uh, you can. Now, the big thing for you, Marie, is that you have to protect it from the hot easterly winds. Which mm-hmm. are coming today. Oh, are they? Yes. Great. There's a trough <laughs> off the west coast. Uh, it's going to be 33 today, 27 tomorrow for Perth. So. Something to look forward to. Sorry to bring you down again. You just keep, you just keep getting <laughs> battered. Sorry, Marie. Do you know, when people tell me I can't grow something, I go challenge on. <laughs> so you need the same attitude, Marie. So, okay, so soil prep, very important. Get mm-hmm. some clay, get some cow manure, get some compost, dig all that into the soil, get some water retention crystals, not mm-hmm. a wetting agent. They're water retention crystals or coir peat that you soak in a bucket with water first. All that's going to go in the bottom of the planting hole and then you're going to mix it with the sand that you've dug out 50-50 mix to infill the hole. And you will need to mulch it. So... Persimmons go into uh, a sort of a dormancy, so don't be frightened if you see leaf drop or, you know, um, changing colour. 
Um, and it, up in the hills, they actually get the fruit when they're bare, and it just oh. looks like Christmas baubles on a tree. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it would be, but also, do the birds come for them if they're that exposed? Birds are not that much of a problem in the city. In an orchard, yes. Yep. Now, with fruit fly, you just do the whole... You can get these fabulous um, fruit fly traps that have a lure in them. They're a round ball with a yellow lid and they attract the fruit fly and trap them in there. So as long as you do all that, I reckon you've got a cracking chance. Citrus gall wasp, um, we mentioned that a few weeks back. Um, What's the situation with that now? Well, they're still logging where they are. They're definitely in Perth and they're going to be in Perth and they're here to stay. There was a cluster around Bayswater, wasn't there, in the lemon trees. Yeah, Yeah, and Maylands has got it now and Bayswater and it unfortunately will spread. So um, the Ag Deperb have got a really good fact sheet on citrus leaf miner, the fruit fly, the gall wasp and the potato tomato psyllid. So I encourage everyone to look at those fact sheets and get all the info from there. Uh, It is 20 minutes to 10. Just a quick update. That bushfire that I mentioned at a quarter past nine has just been downgraded to an advice. So that is Talathala Road, Hall Road and surrounds in Wooroona. There is no longer a threat to lives and homes. So just be careful as you driving through the area. The fire is now contained but not controlled. No roads are closed and two hectares still burnt according to the Department of Fire and Emergency Services. So you can go to uh, emergency.wa.gov.au and an all clear advice, uh, an all clear has just been issued for people in or near the southern part of Lancelin in the Shire of Jinjin for that fire that was burning earlier this week. Uh, so those are all the fire updates, 0437 922 720. Let's go to Cherry, who is in Merriwa. Hi, Cherry. Hello, Cherry. Hello. Hello, Cherry. We picked you. Hi, Cherry. Good morning, good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, Bismarck, Bismarckia palm I have. I yes. have had two for 20 years yep. at least. Ten years perhaps in pots in Yanship on a balcony. Yeah. And then came to Marrow and planted them out, one at the front and one at the back. Yeah. The back one I lost, yes, coming back from five weeks away. Aww. So it had a winter unattended. It was yeah. sad for a year, I suppose. Yeah. The one at the front is now very similar. Mm. They're alive, but I would say not happy, perhaps. The leaves are coming up new. Yep. Yep. They're not quite maturing as big as uh, yeah. I think they should. Okay, so that's a reaction to a different soil type, all right? Yeah, so they've come out of a pot and they've gone into the soil at Merriwa. Um, it'll be... Ten years, though, Sabrina. Yeah. Out ten years. Yeah, but have you improved the soil around it in the last few years? Well, I feed it from the top. Yeah. You know what I'd be doing, Cherry? You need to dig a trench. I know that sounds hard with a Bismarck palm, but dig a trench around it. Fill that trench up with a combination of compost, a little bit of clay and cow manure. Yep. Put a wetting agent down and water, water, water and then put a thick layer of, make it uh, about four centimetres thick of pure compost on top, another wetting agent and water that in really well. And I reckon you'll see a huge difference. 
Okay. Compost, it's, clay, manure, yep, watering. Yep, cow manure, not sheep or chicken. All right. Thank you, Terry. 1300 222 uh, On the text line, somebody said, were you there at the little licensed establishment in East Perth a couple of weeks ago rocking away to the Beths? <laughs> They must have been in town. <laughs> they were in town. Yeah, were you yeah. there? No, that wasn't me, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I was in Carnarvon. Oh, but I wanted to go. I knew that they would hear. Um, oh. They're a great little band. Yeah, I quite liked it. Mm. Um, lots of texts coming through. Shauna in Kalgoorlie. <laughs> I thought she accidentally sent us a photo of her beautiful, beautiful I know, dog. Isn't the most gorgeous looking an dog. Alsatian? No, it looks like a cross between a Malamute. Uh, and a Alsatian. Oh, sort of, I don't yeah. know. It's a beautiful dog. Yeah. Um, she says Lily, six months, is a keen gardener. Oh. She particularly <laughs> likes pruning. Will our <laughs> Kings Park special survive her efforts? Lower foliage is gone and now some bark oh, has been removed. Oh, Lily, <laughs> you naughty girl. They're very active dogs, aren't they? They are very active dogs. Yep. Okay. Now, that will recover, but what? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if Lily's chewed it or, yeah, bottle brush, chewed it or scratched it or anyway whatever so what all you need to do is you need to take a third off the top and all the way around the clisterman and it will come back beautifully okay they're pretty tough tougher than you lily (laughs) what a beautiful dog um zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty let's go to pat who is in capel hi pat good morning thanks for taking my call welcome i have a, a Ornamental ginger plant. I think on Mr. Google tells me it's a Brazilian. Right. Uh, anyway, I repotted it. That's fine. <laughs> but I've got a four-gallon bucket of tubers. Oh, how marvellous, Pat. <laughs> 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 and I'm in a garden club, and what I thought of doing is mm-hmm. taking it along. I've got a stall. Yeah. To, and, off, and now, how do you repot? You know, what do I do with them? Do oh. I put them in okay. soil? Okay. Or what? Yep, just get um, some potting mix, Pat. Yeah. And you're going to lay them horizontally and you're going yeah. to cover them with no more than an inch and a half of soil, of potting yeah. mix on top. That's all you need to do and they'll shoot. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. And, and they'll love you. Yes. Well, lady <laughs> said, well, people won't, you can't charge too much. I said, I don't want to charge. I just want someone to take them and grow yeah, them. And exactly, it, a lot of a lot of tubers. That's called that's sharing. It's it's orchestra what, of... <laughs> <laughs> it's called sharing and that's what gardeners do, Pat. They share their plants, which I think is commendable. Yes. Thank you for coming on, Pat. 1300 222 720. Suzette is in Pearsall. Hi, Suzette. Oh, good morning. Morning, Suzette. Good morning, Sabrina. I just wonder if you could give me some advice Mm -hmm. with regards to a red crimson grapevine that I've had in a pot for a couple of years now. Yeah. It was going really well for the first two years, um, but at the moment it's looking rather sad. Mm. It's it's not taking off very well. Okay. And when it does, um, the leaves have sort of become brown around the edges, a little bit crinkly looking. Oh, that's not Pat good. The brown, no, it's not good. <laughs> so they're still in pots. It's still in a pot. Okay. I just have recently repotted it because it was quite root bound. Right. Okay. But this was happening prior to me repotting it. Mm, there's something wrong at root level there, Suzette. Right. It didn't have any lumps and bumps on the root system, did it? When you repotted it, did you see any lumpy things? I didn't, but I did find a couple of really big grubs in there. Mm. Um, 
Well, they may be eating the root system, but and then after that, a bacterial disease may have got. Oh, I don't, I don't like your chances with that one, Suzette. Oh, okay, That's I'm afraid to say. Hang I'd, in there, or no, nah, I ditch it. Ditch it? Yeah. Okay. No I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Permission to um, yeah, ditch. Yeah, yeah, take it elsewhere. Thank you, Sue. That 1300 Uh Cheryl from Capel said a tenacious tree on Christmas Island flying fishing cove. A fig tree, do you think? I think there's meant to be a photo oh, with picture. that. Um, um, if it is wait. a really big, big, big tree, oh. I would say. There we go. Oh. So we're looking at a uh, a A rock rock in the middle of the water. In the middle of the water and it's got, it must be submerged underwater to some point because it's got mollusks on it. Because the rock looks like it's above the water and then the tree is on the rock and there's a boat in the background. It's quite a picture. It's definitely, it'll definitely be a ficus. It'll definitely be a fig because that's the only thing that can withstand that kind of, because it's growing in pure rock. (laughs) Right in the middle of the ocean. That's amazing. <laughs> what a picture. Thanks, Cheryl. Jeez. Um, yeah, you see, you Pretty get some amazing. interesting stuff. Hey, um, what? before I forget, Roast or Boast, our ah, garden yes. competition is going off on Facebook. So you've got a few more days to enter. Um, Sab has very kindly put forward two... Uh, two prize packs worth 245 bucks each. So thank, mm. thanks for that, Sab. Um, so if you've got a nice garden yes. that you have done yourself. Yeah, not a landscaper. Not Sabrina herself. Not me, because that would be astonishingly marvellous. <laughs> Put up a photo on the Facebook post, which is pinned to the top of the ABC Radio Perth Facebook page. Um, if you have a terrible garden, and we have seen some doozies, and oh. thank you for making yourself vulnerable to our judgement, <laughs> um, then go and put it up as well, because you get a prize pack too. Mm, mm. That you do. It's not just for the winners or grinners. <laughs> it's for the people that are desperate for some Decent information to make their garden better. Yeah. And in fact, on the Dirty on the Dirty Deeds podcast, we give people the opportunity to write in and ask questions. Oh, that's good. I was going well. to ask whether you can suggest things yeah. for an episode. Yep. Yeah. So, so get onto it, listen to it, and write into us. Let's go to Sue in Mount Rishon. Hi, Sue. Oh, good morning. Morning, Sue. I am looking at. Laying bark again. I live on the side of the hill facing west. I've got cleaners and blue wrens and all sorts in my garden. Yeah. I don't want to put down anything that's going to disturb them foraging in the soil, but yeah. I need to relay my bark. Should I put anything underneath it? What? Why? With soil, with soil microbes or anything in it. Why are you relaying bark? What's the bark? You mean, is it like wood chip mulch? Yes, wood chip mulch. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Um, okay. Now, I wouldn't use it if the wood chip has greens in it as well and it's not just pure bark. You, it's not a good idea to use bark all the time, Sue, because. It actually ends up making the soil really hydrophobic, really okay. water repellent. Yes. So you can either we're on, do... Yeah, we're on gravel and rock. Gravel and rock. What a lovely combination. <laughs> so you can either use like a, an organic mulch that's got um, all the green bits in it, so the top of the tree as well as the bark and the wood, or yep. you can get bulker bags of lupin mulch or pea hay or something like that. Now. 
I'm on an acre. Ah. I'll be getting a truckload. Okay, uh, all right, okay. So before you put the bark down then, get uh, the, a, a bucket of the soil microbes, get granular wetting agents, um, or it's going to be not very cost-effective. You'll have to use liquid. You need to water all that, if you can, Sue, before you lay the mulch. Is yep. that possible? Yep. Okay, and then lay your mulch. Thank you very much. Okay, Sue. Thank you. Uh, so Shauna's dog was an Alaskan Malamute for anyone who was oh, trying to picture it in the car. And it was beautiful. Further to that, it sparked another <laughs> dog submission. Uh, Julia sent us little Archie doing some weeding. He's a Tibetan Spaniel and it's, um, what kind of pot would you call that? Just like a long rectangular it's an, pot. Yeah, it's a rectangular trough. The, the puppy's um, just going for God. <laughs> And the dog's actually digging right down to the entire bottom. If you had a really obedient dog, you could get them to do your gardening with you, couldn't you? Yeah, that's right. You could could dig a a hole there. You could have a gardening dog. I do. I do, but now she's 14 and just lays around. (laughs) Um, But I've got a friend whose dog, and I don't know, it's like a sort of a Samoyed dog. I don't know. No, it's a terrier. Yeah. it actually digs down and gets black lawn beetle and eats them. Whoa, that's pretty and good. she's actually filmed a dog doing this and you can see it, see it oh, crunching the beetle. Can you hear it crunching? Yeah. yeah okay. It's amazing. So dogs are really, you know, they can be... Very Quite resourceful. Good. Yeah. <laughs> not, maybe not Archie. No, Archie's <laughs> kind of a, into digging just non-stop. Very cute. Put that up on the Roast yeah. or Boast post. All right, we've got Trevor, who is from Yandiera, which is up near Marble Bar. Hi, Trevor. Good morning. How are you? Good. Is that morning. where you are? Yeah, yeah, Yandiera, yeah. Oh, up Marble Bar. I've been to Yandy. Yes, I know you have. Oh, there you go. We've been on. Yeah, that's right. How hot was it when you went there? Uh, actually, it was beautiful. It was about was only about thirty two, I think, when I was up there. Well, I bet it's probably a bit warmer up there now, is it, Trevor? Uh, thirty six at the moment, and we're expecting about forty one, forty two. Oh, so you're having a cool change today? <laughs> yeah, love, loving day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, right. what can we do for you, Trevor? Um, with our community garden here that um, Eon started and still work with, yeah, um, we were just wondering. If I, we have a fantastic crop and it's a huge success. Yeah. But this time of year when it's getting so extremely hot, yeah. Um, what can we actually plant to keep it functional over the summertime? Okay, so um, really not a lot. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> oh, you should see my face right now, Trevor, because how hot does it get at Marble Bar? We're talking nearly 50 oh, degrees. Yeah. yeah. 40, you 48. Know, you know what? I just leave the beds rest. What what we did last time was we tried all sorts of things. We tried. Um, it's is it going to be watered? Yes, it's a, it's on retick. Yeah, but will it be watered over the Christmas break? Yes, yes. Okay, all righties. So before the education department found out, we planted peanuts, which is an excellent wet. Well, you don't have a wet season, but hot season crop. Um, and then the education department had 5,000 heart attacks because of the peanut allergy, not that any um, of the Indigenous kids had an allergy to peanuts, but that was neither here nor there. Um, uh, we tried uh, a sweet potato. That was about the only thing. Yep. Now, the leaves the got sizzled, but... Yep. The tubers underneath the ground were okay. Great. 
because we've just planted with Eon some uh, sweet potatoes and three different types of melons and to see how they all go. What happens with the melons is when the melon fruit, unless you can cover them with shade cloths on a cage, either the crows get them during the summertime or they actually cook. Oh, because oh, oh, it's so hot. And then you put prosciutto with them and you yeah. can just eat them immediately. What a, what a great idea. But the other thing, the problem with the melon family, once temperatures reach above 36 degrees, Trevor, yep. pollination isn't very good because oh, there's nothing oh, around to pollinate the flowers. Yep. Yep. So yep. we ended up, what we ended up doing was resting the beds. We put shade cloth, two layers of shade cloth over the top so the weeds couldn't get in. Yes. Um. But you know, have a have a crack at the mm-hmm. at the sweet potato. Yep. Good that's, luck, Trevor. Good luck. What happens with the retic when it's so hot? Does it come out as boiling water? As well, well, no. You put it on at three or four in the morning. Oh, that's mm. a good idea. And I'm sure Trevor already knows yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah. That's yeah. What a fascinating um, yeah conundrum. <laughs> it's, um, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, Carl is in Girawang. Good morning, Carl. Oh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, my question about uh, asparagus, I've had them in the ground for about three years, done yeah. the right thing, tried not to uh, prune off some of the uh, fruit. Yeah. Um, just wondering, now I've got uh, quite a bit of asparagus growing and I've uh, harvested probably pretty much the whole lot. Do I leave some ferns growing? or Definitely. Does... Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because what happens, Carl, if you consistently, if you do all the fronds, then it rip. The crown gets quite weak and exhausted oh. by the end of the the harvest. Yeah, oh, okay. It's just under um, or near a um, ruby red grapefruit okay. growing there. Yeah. And um, how many fronds do you think I should? It's two, but two, two patches. Of, okay. Uh, so, say per crown, you would be able to harvest um, 70 percent of the crown, and then leave the rest to go to fern per crown. All right, we're coming up on the news at 10 o'clock. Um, Martin from Dianella, you've got about 30 seconds. How can Sabrina help? Um, yeah, Sabrina, thanks for your help. I've got a grass tree which I've had for about a year, which is about a metre tall, showing some signs of stress. I've been spraying it with um, stuff of scale. What's the best way to try and rejuvenate it? Okay, what you need to do is you need to get soil microbes on there. You need to get a wetting agent on there. You need to sprinkle compost around the base and you need to water that in really well. The next three days water every single day so that the water actually gets right down to the base of the root zone. Don't fertilise it yet. Just give it those soil microbes. Once you see that it's no longer dull green, it's bright green, getting new fronds, then you can fertilise with a uh, a native fertiliser. All right, wonderful. Thank you for all of your calls and texts. One to end on, Sue in Balga, our Cape gooseberries are falling off the plant but not ripe. Why is this? Uh, probably potassium deficiency. I'd get some sulphate of potash on it. Or it could be things plucking it off as well. Oh, good point. Oh. All right. Uh, go to our Facebook page, ABC Radio Perth. Enter for roast or boast. Yeah. This is the last time I'll see you before we pick someone. Yeah. Um, have a great weekend. Good luck with the singing. Ah, oh, thank you, my darling. <laughs> You're all warmed up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. The time is 10 o'clock. This is an ABC podcast.